Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's where it says, with these in hand, he believes the presentation will take care of itself. Well, good Red luck. Red flag. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, hello and welcome back to the Bake Down podcast. We are here in 2022, excited for yet another Bake Off series. This is Josh, founder of Bake With a Legend, and I'm joined by two legends. Jane Beadle, Dan Beasley Harling, who uh, listeners of the podcast will be very familiar with, both, of course, former contestants. At this point, Jane would probably tell us that she's a finalist. Dan, you can tell us you three-star Baker Weeks. So you're both, you're both Ooh. absolute legends. And it's great to have you. Dan, how are, how are you? Um, very well. I will have to correct you there as much as it pains me. It was three handshakes, Josh, not three star bakers. Um, but only in my dreams, just one star baker for me. Um, yeah, I'm very well. I'm very excited for another season of Bake Off. We, of course, have been looking at the contestants' bios, looking at their pictures, trying to discern what we can and trying to work out what kind of uh, autumn it's going to be for us this year. And I'm, I'm very excited. I think there are some real characters to look forward to. It does look like it, um, Jane. It's hard, though, isn't it? We're going to go through the 12 contestants, but it, it's not easy to predict who's going to do well just by looking at these bios. But we'll give it our best shot, Jane. It's not easy at all because... They look like every other lovely bunch of bakers and they do look like a super bunch. But, you know, things in their bios are only going to say nice things. They're not going to say things like fails terribly at ice biscuits, are they? They're going to just tell us a little bit about them and um, and we'll just have to make our own minds up when we see them. But I, I'm delighted this year. It's back at Welford Park, which is where certainly Dan and I spent a lot of, a lot of hours in that tent beautiful setting down um, just outside Newbury uh, which is to the west of London for anybody who doesn't know. Yeah we're, we're thrilled that it's back I mean but before we uh, get delving into this year's series perhaps we should just have a quick look back at what what was said about you Jane. I found the article here from Digital Spy which is picking out some of the information that was you know 
on a press release, I guess. It says Jane, age 61, from Beckenham, job garden designer. What do you need to know about Jane's baking? She has a leopard print apron. Seriously, what else do you need to know? Okay, Jane has a heritage of baking as her grandfather owned a bakery in Hastings and her dad was also a keen cake maker. But while she likes traditional flavours and classic bakes, she calls macarons and ciabatta her nemesis. Amazing. What else does Jane get up to? She's often in her wellies in mud thanks to her job, and she's also often up at 5am to get her bread baking. Jane lives with her husband, Ray, and her kids, Amy and Henry, are at university. What a lot has changed over those years. Yes, I do still have my leopard skin apron, and I found it. It's in the loft, actually. I don't use it anymore. My son gave it to me many moons ago. I am now a retired garden designer. I no longer live in Beckenham. I now live in Faversham, and my I don't have my kids living at home. So my life has changed quite considerably. So how many years ago was that? That was 2016. So... Yeah, six yes. years. God, it feels like a lot longer than six years ago, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, well, it does. Feels a lot longer than six years ago. <laughs> but it's interesting when you bump into um, young fans of Bake Off. <laughs> Some of them weren't even born when I was on the show. So, yeah, it just goes to show what a long time ago it was. But happy memories still. I still get that real feeling of um, excitement when I see it on the television and listen to the music and it takes me straight back there. Yeah. But at least they said nice things about me, didn't they? And ciabatta is still a little bit of my nemesis. Don't make it too often, but uh, you can make things... macaron though. I can make macaron. Oh, I can make macaron if you can really be bothered to make macaron. Style above <sighs> substance. I'm, I'm sorry, what? but with <laughs> all that fiddly stuff that you have to do, give me a macaroon, a nice almond macaroon instead, or an amaret soft amaretti biscuit. I can't be doing with all that. Is it the right? sort of slumpiness so that it's going to even out nicely have I got the right temperature is it going to get a foot I can make them but I wouldn't make them out of choice to be honest well come to one of my classes Jane I'm sure there'll be another one soon go away Dan I can (laughs) make the wretched things I just choose not to now Dan we we forward two years 2018 of course you were on four years ago Mm. age 36 full-time parent from London Dan said, my reasons for taking part in Bake Off were entirely selfish. I've been at home looking after the kids for the last six years, so it was a chance to do something for myself. With my youngest starting school, I'm now ready to rejoin the world of adults. I hope that Bake Off might represent an opportunity to do something that I love and I'm passionate about. I don't think anyone will be surprised that I'm on Bake Off. I've applied before. All my friends know that, so it won't be a shock to any of them. Yes, very little has changed. Um, I'm still 36. Still still haven't really joined the world of adults. I don't think that applies. I was quite honest about why I did it. You know, I'd sort of been at home with the kids for years and I wanted to do a job that I wasn't going to absolutely hate. Fortunately, I can't believe I'm still doing it four years later. I still haven't had to get a real job. I'm still doing baking, still teaching classes, making recipes. Yeah, it all, all kind of worked out for me. It's been, been a lovely ride. What's changed in the last four years? Have I grown up at all, do you think, Jane? think that's changed no you don't actually look any older (laughs) either dan which is quite extraordinary i think you must have a picture in the attic (laughs) but (laughs) i don't think you've grown up at all i'm I'm delighted we're back recording these podcasts because it makes my week frankly i but it puts a big smile on my face all day because you're totally irreverent and uh they're sort of the listeners don't hear half of the awful things that you say, or should I say funny things that you say. So <laughs> I don't think you've grown up at all. And and long may it continue, because I think you're truly wonderful. It, it oh, also says, Dan, under 
what we found out about you prior to watching any of the 2018 series, that Dan believes baking is about the quest for perfection. When he creates a bake mm. he's proud of, he has a huge sense of relief. Is that still the case? Yeah, I think so. Jane and I are quite different in personality, but we're quite similar in baking temperament. I think we both really enjoy sort of classic flavours, traditional bakes. And for me, you know, the sign of a, a really good bake is getting it as authentically traditional as possible. But I do feel like the classics, and I say this like to everyone who will listen, the classics are the classics for a reason because they're already the most refined version of the bake that they can be. And so in my mind, there is an objectively perfect version of a bake and it might be what some people consider the most traditional, but um, damn it, that's who I am. I think that's why I actually quite got on with the judges because uh, we we have an, an idea of what the standard of a bake is in our, in our mind. So although I didn't always manage to succeed, I think we were both sort of aiming for the same things. Yeah, I would agree with you. Absolutely, Dan. I'd, I'd, I've never thought of it like that, but I think you're right. The, the classics are the classics for a reason. It's because they're really good and, and people have fiddled around with them over the years and, and got them to where they are. And I, I found that so I was one of the oldest ones in the tent then. Gosh, I'd be very old in the tent now. But, you know, it was almost like Benjamina used to do it to me all the time. I love Benjamina. So. But she used to call me old school. Oh, that's old school. That's, and I was thinking, there's nothing wrong with old school. I mean, it, would you look at a Mars bar and go, oh, I'm not eating that. That's so old school. And it's the same. I mean, I would, for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, we can tweak them. We can fiddle with the decoration a little bit. Oh, heaven forbid we add matcha to everything um, because that happens to be trendy. Um, uh, Ooh, but, Jane, I've read one of the bios. Someone said oh. they love they love matcha. So we've got something to get. So you're going to love this. It's going to be great. Oh. I can see it already. Well, we will. Oh, we will get on to that. We can tweak everything, but there is nothing new in the baking world, really. And just shoving chili or matcha in something doesn't make it this century. It just makes it a bit yuck sometimes, I think. so. Well, look, we are thrilled to be back. We are going to have a substitution in terms of, of hosting Sarah, who many of you who come to our online classes will be familiar with, is going to take over hosting duties from myself for the actual series sarah has been hosting classes online for us right since sort of covid hit so april 2020 when we did our first online class and uh, it seems an opportune moment to say that we are going to be doing exactly what we did last year in terms of offering the class every sunday after the episode has aired where we are going to teach you either the technical or the signature challenge and we are starting that sunday the 18th of September and Jane is going to be doing week one. Now there is a package offer for joining us on all 10 weeks at a discount. There'll be a link in the bio to the podcaster. If you go to bakewheelegend.com slash online classes, you will see what's on offer. So if you've thought about the perfect accompaniment to the new series, or you know someone who would really enjoy it, perhaps as a gift, then do check that out. It's bakewithlegend.com forward slash online classes. But if you want to join just the occasional one, we have kept a few places back for people that just want to join on the uh, odd weekend. And of course, there are still two and a half years on from starting online classes. Every weekend, a variety of of classes. We always have them at either 5 p.m. or 8 p.m. UK, which means our friends in America can join them um, starting, uh, I guess it's 9 a.m. on the West Coast at the uh, earliest midday 
Eastern, or of course, sometimes if it's the 8 p.m. UK, then we are looking at midday on the West Coast through to 3 p.m. on the East Coast. And uh, we would love to continue to see you. So please do think about joining us at the online classes. Now, we don't get huge amounts of information prior to the start of the series, but we should go through it and give a quick mention to everyone who's there. And also, I want to talk about the key photograph that is put out there, because there are always conspiracy theorists about where you are placed in the photo, potentially you know, resulting in, in where you finished. So uh, we will get on to that as well. But firstly, maybe we'll take turns in giving our reflections uh, on, on these bios that we've got. And I think this is alphabetical order because we have no other order to go in. We have Abdul, who's going to be the first of our bakers this year. He's 29, an electronics engineer from London. Dan, tell us what you think about Abdul. We know he's raised in Saudi Arabia to Pakistani parents. He's the middle of three children, key information this, and the one who got into trouble for pulling apart the electronic devices around the house. All's well that ends well, though. He is now an electronics engineer, dividing his time between London and Cambridge. He's a keen salsa dancer and a self-confessed space nerd. His interest began in baking when he and his graduate colleagues baked for each other to brighten up their daily coffee breaks. He applies his precision thinking to the chemistry of creating bakes. Matcha is among his favourite flavours. One of the things and I'm generalising is we've got lots of people with lots of different backgrounds, um, not just around England, but from around the world. So hopefully that's going to mean that we get some interesting flavours, but not just kind of chucked in. You're absolutely right. I think the, uh, the Daily Mail called it the most diverse cast ever between them mm. it says here this year's cast have come from far and wide with family hailing from countries including uh, saudi arabia poland libya and and sweden so yeah very diverse but we've, we've seen different international influences on well not least less giuseppe last year and jürgen of course and i think that definitely added something to the series bringing in some flavors without as jane said just sort of chucking them into to quote unquote regular bakes and just trying to make them a bit interesting so hopefully we'll see something inspired by the various homelands and traditions that we're seeing here i am slightly confused it says here abdul is an engineer and also a salsa dancer. And I don't think those two things add up. So I'm actually slightly concerned that these are two separate people. Maybe it's going to be like the parent trap or something, and they'll be swapping them out. I don't I don't see that that's the same person. Um, so we'll have to see how, how that comes to pass. Um, you can't be both in your eyes. I don't think so. That just something is very illogical there. You can't be a dancer and an engineer. I don't I don't agree with that. I was a scientist. I did maths at university. Does that mean I can't do maths and embroidery or or salsa? I, mean, I couldn't salsa dance to save my life. I've got no rhythm. But uh, I just think that's very prejudiced isn't it that if you're if you're a scientist you can't be interesting and fun yeah i'm i'm with jane on here dan right i will be coming to all both of you at the end to ask for your you know prediction of the winner you can hold that back now dan if you did think abdul was going to be the winner now jane we, we found out from carol that she is 59 she is a supermarket cashier she's from dorset born and bred in the west country carol lives on a dorset hillside with her husband, Michael, her segment on a local radio show is called Compost Carol, during which she shares her gardening know-how with listeners. Carol brings the artistry that she uses in her garden to her baking, creating colourful and eclectic bakes that are inspired by her passion for horticulture. She began her dedicated baking journey with a first birthday cake for her eldest granddaughter, Maisie. Since then, she has refined her skills using YouTube to teach herself the finer techniques of decoration, her favourite flavours, 
are fruity and punchy. And there are some similarities here, Jane. I suppose there are some similarities. You know, she's a couple of years younger than I was when I was on the show. I have, when I let it grow long, mad curly hair, though it's never been pink. And, of course, I was garden designer and gardener. So, you know, there are some similarities. I wonder how old her eldest granddaughter is, Maisie, because, you know, if Maisie's 21, which I very much doubt, of course, but if Maisie's 21... Carol's been baking a very long time. Um, If Maisie's only about three, she's a relatively new baker. So it'll be interesting to see how her skills have developed. But my heart goes out to her because she looks like my kind of woman, quite frankly. She's got pink hair in the photo that Mm. there's released. That's the difference, I guess. You you didn't go in (laughs) with very bright dyed pink hair. No, I was short when I was on the show and, and I've never, ever been pink. Never had the courage for bright pink. Watch out for Carol. Now, back to you, Dan. Dawn, who is a year older, 60, IT manager from Bedfordshire, the eldest of three children. I mean, this is key information we need to know about their siblings. Mm. Dawn lives Mm. with her partner, Trevor, the self-styled person who tidies up the kitchen after her, and his mother to three, stepmother to two, or grand, a step-grand to four, describing herself as an artist in and out of the kitchen. Dawn loves the challenge of an illusion cake, the more impossible sounding, the better. Favouring wacky and intricate designs that allow her to express her creative talent, she prides herself on her steady hand and attention to detail, especially when it comes to the intricacy required for lace patterns on biscuits. Her favourite flavours are lemon, salted caramel and anything nutty. What do you make of Dawn, Dan? Very little. So this is, I mean, listen, when I know from experience that when the bios are written, we have some input. They sort of say, like, how do you see yourself? So obviously they're sort of reflecting back what you said. But it's quite generic, this one. She sort of said, I like sort of wacky things, but I also good at sort of simple traditional things so I don't know there's not a lot is jumping out on me here her favorite flavor is a lemon clearly a woman of taste salted caramel anything nutty that's a bit vague it's all reading a little bit middle of the road for me sorry Dawn so we shall have to see I mean you know these bios that they don't give us a lot to go by but um she's she's an IT manager she's screaming quiet competence so we shall just have to see how that actually plays out in the tent. Maybe it's all in her head, or maybe she's actually very competent. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Okay. Dan, obviously hoping for more information and uh, a bit, <laughs> bit more detail there. Back to you, Jane, here to tell us what you make of James's bio. 25, a nuclear scientist from Cumbria. Uh, he's a proud kilt wearer. And James grew up in the east end of Glasgow, moved to England after university. He is a self-proclaimed board game geek and loves horror films from the 70s and 80s. An avid music fan, reflecting his baking style, which is now significantly better than it was during his childhood when he was burning pancakes in his mother's kitchen. He enjoys the technical side of baking, but is in his element when he makes his bakes his own with his signature child-friendly horror style and adorable decoration. His favourite flavours are anything autumnal, such as mixed spice, apples and caramel. Much like Dan's comment on Dawn, it's not really telling us much, is it? I mean, if he used to burn his pancakes when he was a child, I would hope by the time he's 25, he no longer burns pancakes and uh, 
has improved his baking. He sounds lovely. He sounds very like my daughter in a, in a way, only a little bit younger. Oh, she's not Scottish. He appears to wear a kilt in the picture. Yes, he does in the, the, the bio. But he sounds perfectly lovely. I mean, I'm part Scottish. I have a, a small part these days. Uh, my middle name is MacIver. So my affinity goes with the Scotsman and the kilt. Whether I want to have a look at child's friendly horror styles in every uh, bake, I'm not sure, but I'm sure he won't be doing that. I'd love to see what he does. Um, he's going to have to move away from the autumnal, isn't he? We can't have that every week because Paul will certainly say, can you not do something different? Yeah, it sounds perfectly lovely, doesn't he? As do they all, to be honest. But yes, James, I, I look forward to seeing what he does, really. There we go. 25-year-old James there to uh, keep an eye on. He's on the back left of the photograph. We might talk about what that could or couldn't mean in the official one that was released on the Bake Off website. We move on to uh, Janus, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, who is 34, personal assistant to a head teacher from East Sussex. Um, he grew up in Poland, moved to the UK 10 years ago, now living on the southeast coast with his boyfriend Simon and their sausage dog Nigel. Apart from baking, his passions include internet culture, Watching drag, he even bought his boyfriend a statue of RuPaul and collecting movie props. He was inspired to bake by his mother, who always baked on a Saturday, a tradition he continued when he moved away from home to go to university. He describes his baking style as cartoon-like, colourful and camp, and loves working Polish ingredients into British staples. His favourite flavours are ginger and chocolate. Dan, what do you make of this bio? I don't think I'm going to be able to relate to Yanis because I don't really know anything about the homosexual community, sadly. No, I think <laughs> so. I, I haven't met any gay people yet. Maybe one day. No, I'm liking the look of Yanis. It looks like I'll be able to relate to him. I love the fact that his sausage dog is called Nigel. For some reason, I, that really tickles me. A uh, great name for a dog. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, again, we're just getting really judgmental. But if we're anything to go by, I'm assuming that Yanis is going to be, uh, you know, a massive perfectionist and then hysterically crumble under pressure. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, that's to look forward to. So I think Yanis is going to be a lot of fun. Is he going to win the show? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like us gays, we do crumble a bit under pressure, don't we? It's always fun to watch, though. It's fun to watch a gay man have a meltdown, even for me. What is internet culture, Dan? Are you into internet I culture? I don't quite know what that means, and I'm a little afraid to ask. Um, yeah, no, I really don't know. I really don't know. But yeah, he sounds he sounds like he's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to seeing Yanis. Uh, okay, good stuff. Well, we'll keep an eye out for him. So moving on, Kevin, a 33-year-old music teacher from Lanarkshire, um, surrounded by family and much-loved animals. Kevin is devoted to his nearest and dearest and spends as much time as possible with his wife, Rachel, and his siblings and their partners. Laughing, eating and playing board games. A talented musician who not only teaches but also performs. Kevin is principally a saxophonist but is accomplished at the flute, the piano and the clarinet too. He began baking when he was 17. His ethos in the kitchen is to use the best seasonal ingredients and to spend time refining his technique. With these in hand, he believes the presentation will take care of itself. He loves interesting combinations of fruits, herbs, nuts, and spices. Um, what do you make of Kevin here, uh, Jane? The thing that particularly jumps out to me is that he likes using the best seasonal ingredients and to spend time refining his technique. Are you one for the best seasonal ingredients, Jane? I should be. 
um, I tend to wander around the supermarket and thinking, oh, that looks nice. Let's do something with that. I, I think we all should be going for the best seasonal ingredients, certainly coming up and living in the UK where everything's going to be a bit of a disaster, darling, this um, autumn. We should be going for local seasonal ingredients to keep our costs down and improve our flavours because if it's the right season, everything should taste a bit better. So I like that idea. Um, as and when you can do it I mean, it's where it says with these in hand he believes the presentation will take care of itself well good red flag <laughs> absolutely the presentation <laughs> never takes care of itself just because you <laughs> shove a local apple in it at the right time of year doesn't mean it's going to look beautiful so let's hope he relies on a little bit more of skill and technique rather than um, the seasonal ingredients helping him with his presentation but he sounds like he's Scottish again I've already said I like the, the the Scottish people very much. I love a Scottish accent. And he's a musician and my nephew is a musician and seems to play lots of different instruments as well. So yeah, the, you know, my heart goes out to him as well. So already I've got two lovely Scotsmen to um, cheer for, but I think there are going to be a lot of people to cheer for this year. Well, we move on to the youngest participant, Dan, of the 2022 series, May Sam, who's 18, a student and sales assistant from Greater Manchester, uh, originally from Libya, Mezam has lived in the UK since she was nine. She speaks five languages, English, Arabic, Amazai, Spanish and Turkish. Aims to make that seven by the time she turns 20. Mezam has a strong creative streak, spending her spare time photographing still lifes and the world around her. She has been baking since she was about 13 years old. She loves the science required to get a bake right often trying something multiple times until it is perfect. Her favourite flavours are inspired by, by her Mediterranean heritage. She loves the tang of olives, the sweetness of dates, and the nuttiness of sesame seeds. 18, Dan, young. Do you think you could have handled it at 18 years old, Dan, going in Bake Off? Couldn't handle it at 36, twice the age I couldn't handle it. Yeah, it's very young. That is very young. I'm a little nervous for her because that that's just, to me, like, I mean, I know it's technically an adult, but to me, 18 is so young. So I'm I'm a little nervous for her. I'm not how sure how she will fare. She only speaks five languages. Lazy, unmotivated. No, she might. She might. Um, she's obviously. I mean, in order to speak five languages, you obviously have to have the right kind of mindset. Um. So maybe she's got the right mindset for this sort of thing. Prepared to work hard. She might. She might be. I don't know. I'm just her age makes me so nervous. We had um, Martha, who was 19, I believe. She did pretty well. I think she made the quarters. Yeah, maybe the confidence of youth will help her. Maybe she won't be sort of dazzled by the bright lights. I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, I think we'll we'll tell when we see her if she's going to thrive or crumble under the pressure. But I'm nervous for Mason. We shall see. We shall see. The Mediterranean heritage, uh, she said, uh, inspired by. Was it sort of olives and dates and sesame seeds? So that should be quite interesting. I, I hopefully she'll bring us some exciting flavours. Um, however she fares in the tent, we shall see. So, we, Jane, we go from Libya to Sweden to talk about Maxi, who's 29, an architectural assistant from London. Swedish-born Maxi studied fine art and went on to achieve a master's degree in architecture pausing her final qualification to raise her two daughters, Tyra and Talia. She has DIY'd every corner of her flat, from laying the flooring and resurfacing the balcony to painting the walls and hanging her own artwork. She began baking five years ago with the arrival of her first daughter and uses her strong artistic skills to create beautifully decorated celebration cakes. Her favourite flavours link to her Scandinavian upbringing, 
the sweet and delicate spice of cardamom and saffron buns and cinnamon rolls. What have you made of Maxie's bio here? Well, I think I'm going to hate her because she's beautiful. So she's got had a master's in architecture. She's got kids. She's DIY'd everything. And she bakes. I mean, you know, how can you like somebody like that? Um, she's she just, oh, gosh, she's everything I would like to be, to be perfectly honest. And I bet she's really nice. I bet she's really nice when we see her and I can't even dislike her because she does look gorgeous, doesn't she? You know, why do they have to put these people in just to make us feel totally inadequate, us oldies that can't do any of those things? No, seriously, oh, she sounds great. My brother lives in Scandinavia. He lives in um, Norway and has done for oh goodness me over 40 years the bakes are lovely I really do like them they're they're quite simple but delicious flavors and um, whenever I go over there I really enjoy some of their baking so I think she's going to be lovely to have in the tent if if her smile is as great as her picture and she's as lovely as her bio then I think we're all going to really enjoy watching her um, as long as her bakes live up to her Scandinavian heritage so yeah look forward to seeing her I mean she's really pretty I mean I'm not to say everybody else isn't gorgeous but she is pretty stunning isn't she so I look forward to seeing her bake we shouldn't judge everybody on how they look if either of you were going to start wanting to rank them not in terms of how we think they're going to do in the show but in terms of looks i suspected more likely that was going to come from dan but it's if you want to do that jane we can no, well. it, i was the same like you shouldn't obviously judge people by their appearance but then we have very little else to go on and yeah that was just what i i felt exactly the same way she's ridiculously beautiful so let's hope she's got an awful personality so we can all feel better about ourselves we'll find yeah. out soon enough for those that want more detail, I must say the Mail Online have gone to great depth to locate everyone's Instagram uh, usernames and have put up various images of, of some of the former contestants and a bit more background detail. So I'll leave that for everyone to go and find should they want to. Meanwhile, Dan, we'll move on to talking about Rebs, who is 23, mm. master student from County Antrim. Rebs spent her childhood in the countryside in Northern Ireland. Loves everything to do with Irish culture. She can Irish dance and play the tin whistle. Her earliest baking memory is of being a child aged only three years old, helping her mum in the kitchen and of eating her granny's renowned lemon meringue pies. More recently, she returned to baking as a way to unwind from the stress of a busy life in the tech world. Flavour is paramount for her. And she has more recently started to play around with Middle Eastern ingredients in a nod to her boyfriend Jack's Turkish family heritage what have you made of ribs then Dan? again very superficial reasons for my judgment but i'm just very excited to see someone from northern ireland so i don't think we've had someone from there since there was a melder on my season who very unfortunately went home in week one which was very sad and then i think the last northern irish person we had before that was andrew who obviously jane knows very well so it's nice to see a little bit of representation from across the water She's also very pretty. I feel like we shouldn't just single out Maxi, uh, but there we go. It'll be interesting to see how this Middle Eastern influence helps her, considering there's lots of other contestants with Middle Eastern influence. It may not help her stand out very much. We shall have to wait and see. But yeah, um, I, I expect we'll get from from her maybe some of sort of the more traditional English she bakes, but with maybe a bit of more of a flavour twist. So I'm wondering if that's going to work well for her. It's just, again, it's just a snap judgment, but I, I feel like 
I'm getting the, the instinct from somewhere that Rebs is going to try and play with the flavours and it ain't going to work. But I don't know where I'm getting that from. It's just my judgmental brain. So sorry about that, Rebs. We shall wait and see. We shall. Uh, the Daily Mail report that the student is also a fan of travel, as evident in her slew of holiday snaps, and enjoys the odd night out and glass of Pinot Grigio. Very specific detail there from the Mail Online for those that are hoping for that little bit more. Jane, we're, we're back to uh, Sandro as we look at the last three contestants here. Sandro, a 30-year-old nanny from London, uh, born in Angola, but fled the Angolan War with his mum when he was just two, settling then in London. Passionate about fitness, Sandro is a keen boxer and has a background in ballet and breakdance too. When Sandro was 21, his father passed away and he turned to baking as a form of therapy. Now he lives and breathes it and is often found rustling up bakes in a relaxed vibe with the teleon or running virtual baking classes with children with autism. He likes to infuse his bakes with flavours from his Angolan heritage, the spice of paprika paired with tangy cheese and sweet bakes smothered in sticky Dolce de leche. He reminds me of Selassie in a way. He looks like this year's 2022 hunk, doesn't he? We have really, we have descended into judging on looks. But for me, Selassie was fantastic. He was a total gentleman, or still is, great fun, lovely baker, all-round good guy. And from what I see of Sandro, he looks like um, an Angolan version of Selassie um, and, and a bit of eye candy for us old ladies. I mean, he looks lovely. I love the idea that he's a nanny. Boxing and ballet and break dancing. I can't wait to see if he's that chilled and that fantastic in the tent. I'm really looking forward to seeing how he interacts with everybody, how he deals with his bakes. I think he's a great choice. He is my 2022 Selassie, who I absolutely adore. So, so Sandro could be, uh, yeah, he could be my choice for the year, I have to say. He does seem like a rather mixed bag of contradictions, doesn't he? So I think he'll be interesting to see. But facially, he looks very like my brother. So my instinct is not to like him. <laughs> you are a horrible person to have these eyes. Lovely content on his Instagram, which if you do want to go find is Sandros Bakes, uh, but some really lovely content and looks very uh, at home, sort of talking into the camera, I would say, from my observations there. 10 down, two to go as we look at the 2022 contestants for the Great British Bake Off or the Great British Baking Show, as the listeners across to America will be familiar with. Sayabira, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, I guess we will find out when we watch episode one. 32 a cardiovascular research associate from London, Malaysian-born, and is one of seven children. She moved to the UK in 2013 to study for her PhD and is now happily settled in London with her boyfriend, Bradley. She loves gaming and often spends evenings playing an online World War II simulation game, which she credits with teaching her about leadership in the real world. She started baking relatively recently in 2017 with a red velvet cake, which reminded her of the treat she shared with her friends back home. She is all forgiving Malaysian flavor twist to British classics. Chicken rendang Cornish pasties are a particular favorite. Yeah. So Dan, what do you make of, uh, what do you make of Siberia? So Sabira instantly reminded me of um, Kim Joy from our season. And I know we probably shouldn't be comparing everyone to previous contestants, but um, there's they're very, that sort of Malaysian uh, influence, I'm sure, will come into 
play there. It will be interesting. Malaysian flavours, in my understanding, are a little bit more sort of subtle and perfumey in note. So whether or not that will go down well in the tent with our sort of working class Paul Hollywood, I don't know. We shall see. Hopefully um, those will be adapted for the judges' tastes. And we all know as you get older, your taste buds sort of do decline a bit. And how old is Prue now? Oh, 81, 82, something like that. Yes, I think I looked it yeah. up the other day. I think she so, to 82, but as sharp as the day she was born. I mean, she's fantastic. So hopefully um, her flavours will impress. She just looks like fun. She looks like someone I want to hang out with. Um but yeah, we'll have to. Yeah, I, I feel like for everything we're like, we'll have to see. Uh, we're just doing our best to not absolutely judge everyone based on a picture of them and three sentences. But I'm I'm hopeful that uh, it's going to give us something a little bit different. And she just she looks like fun. I like her sense of style. Well, one more person to talk about, uh, Jane, and that is Will, who is a 45 former charity director from London. Uh, one of three children, Will grew up just outside Bristol before leaving for university in Liverpool. Now he lives in London with his wife, three children, and a cat called Tiggy. When he's not hanging out with his kid, Will loves DIY and carpentry, which indulges his background in architecture and cooking up new and exciting dishes in the kitchen. His passion for baking began when he was two, when his mum would give him her pastry trimmings turn into little jam tarts. Intrigued by the technical side of baking, he is a particular fan of using yeast and not just in bread. His favourite flavours are salted caramel and paprika, but not at the same time. Jane, what do you make of Will? Oh, I don't know. Salted caramel and paprika could be a new flavour, couldn't it, together? Okay, guys, I'm not a baker. So what else is he going to put yeast in, if not bread-based things? Pastry. Yeah, <laughs> Danish pastries. Danish pastries, it's a yeasted dough, isn't it, in a Danish? Yeasted cake, but isn't that a bread-type thing? Savaran. Nutritional yeast, you can use that to make cheesy things in vegan cooking. That's probably oh, not what he means, God, though, is it? Say, no, I'm not, I don't know what he means, actually, so I'm not quite sure about that, really. I'm in, intrigued to know. I wonder whether he'll do it in the tent. I mean, he sounds perfectly lovely. I mean, there's nothing that it doesn't give anything away, except I'm just curious about the yeast. We all made jam tarts with bits of jam, with bits of pastry trimmings. In fact, I still do it in classes when I'm waiting for something to bake, and we've made jam and we've made pastry. <laughs> so here I am. In my ooh, late 20s, still doing it. He, he sounds nice. He sounds inoffensive. He sounds like somebody we could possibly all get behind. We really need to see what he's like. As with all of them, we need to see what they're like. We, we're making all these awful judgments or lovely judgments about people, and they could all be completely wrong. <laughs> so you have to watch it. it indeed we do. And, and gladly, um, we have 10 whole weeks ahead of us to find out quite what William's intentions are for the uh, for the East and uh, to see how they're all going to do. Now, it's impossible, right? But I'm going to ask the question. We've got a photo to look at. Does that give us any help? Or Dan, Jane, just, just pick out who's going to win. And I will ask Sarah to also ask you after you've actually watched an episode, but knowing only the bios, looking at the photo, which I only suggest, Maybe, you know, we look back at Giuseppe from last year, had a fairly central role in the in the photos, usually was fairly around the middle. Therefore, are we counting out anyone at the at the very outside, possibly? Who do you think, uh, Dan, in a, in a short answer, is going to win the Great British Bake of 2022 at this moment? Sabera. So I think the people who do best in the Bake Off tent are people who deal well. Obviously, you have to be able to bake, but it's people who deal well with pressure. 
and she is a, she's highly educated she's got a phd she seems to have sort of a cheerful disposition so i think that she will cope well with the pressure and i think you know as long as she can keep up with the work i my instinct is that sabira is going to be one to watch or i'm going to put my neck out and say maybe at least a finalist okay jane what do you think sandro Sandro definitely I think he looks as though he's going to stay cool I think he's cool or just cool I think he will hold the tent together in a lovely way oh how do I make these judgments um hold the tent together in a lovely way finish on time and go and um, give other people a hand yeah Sandro Sandro is my winner I'd like to just point out that I did pick Giuseppe from the early stages last year I, I not want to toot my own horn but I did so yep Sandro is <laughs> going to be my winner this year too <laughs> yeah I, I think those are valid reasons you've both given uh, to be different I'd probably just be tempted by Maxi I think you know again very central like because she's pretty pretty <laughs> you know interesting background very central positioning in the all the photography that I've seen Yes. What do Jane? What do you think? Well, there? I, I was just went back to our our photo actually, where James is. That's where Candice was, and Candice went and won it. So, and I was somewhere in the front row. I can't remember where. I was sort of somewhere where Maxi is, and I didn't win it. So, but I was in the final. I don't think the people on the outsides are necessarily outliers. I think this whole yeah. theory about where they are in the photo is just right. um, also rubbish. our photo. They took it after week one. So like literally no one knew anything at that point. And also with every photo, there are tall people in the back, short people in the front. I don't think the photo means anything. I think All people right. get way Thanks too hung up on this stuff. Crushing my <laughs> dreams of, of my reasoning. <laughs> that I, to be honest, have very little idea at, at this point, but, um, it does make us all look forward immensely to to the new series. And we're thrilled, of course, that we're going to be here every single week during the series. If we can ask anything of you, it's that you spread the word. If you know anyone that likes the Great British Bake Off, send them this podcast, send them a link, put it on your social media that you've enjoyed listening to this preview episode on your Instagram, on your Twitter, on your Facebook, on your TikTok, LinkedIn, wherever you have your networks, because that's the, the biggest thing you can do for us. And of course, it goes without saying, we would love to see you at the online classes, which are still going very much strong. The ultimate accompaniment to the series will be joining us every Sunday after the episode has aired to do either the signature or the technical challenge. And for those of you that have come fairly regularly to online classes, Rest assured, we're going to be uh, looking to do recipes that are as different as possible to uh, to those that we have done in, in the past. But obviously within the confinements that we are trying to stick to what we are going to be seeing within the new series. So that is it really for this preview episode. As I mentioned, Sarah is going to be with you from, uh, from next week, along with Dan, with Jane. Do remember to subscribe to this podcast if you just stumbled across us. You can get us wherever you listen to your podcast. And we look forward to being back with you next week. You just heard a stripped media production. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.